good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers. Thailand logged 10,111 new COVID-19 cases and 63 new fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Monday morning. There were 10,070 cases in the general population and 41 among prison inmates and 24 among new arrivals. On Sunday, 10,612 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration said on Monday afternoon that the situation in the southern border region remained a concern for the government. Naritawat, Patani, Songkla and Yala registered a combined 2,303 new transmissions compared to 1,610 new cases registered in Greater Bangkok according to the CCSA data. And our first story of the day, most say it's still too early to reopen the country according to a recent poll. A recent opinion poll shows that 60% of Thai people surveyed do not agree with the November 1 reopening of Thailand to vaccinated foreign travellers without quarantine, saying that the country is not yet ready because less than 70% of the population have been vaccinated. On the other hand, the survey also shows that nearly 40% of those surveyed agree that the November 1st target is timely. The Suan Duset poll by Suan Duset University gathered opinions of 1,392 people from various groups across the country between October 11th and 14th. On the question of five necessary elements required for the opening of borders, which are the vaccination rate, the readiness of the health system, proactive screening and confidence in the safety of tourist attractions, public transport and eateries and effectiveness in curbing the spread of the virus, 74.78% of the respondents agree that 70% of the Thai population must be vaccinated before opening, 69% agree that the spread of COVID-19 must be under control, 68% agree the health care system must be ready, 66% stress the importance of proactive screening and 65% say safety of tourist attractions and public venues must be ensured to build confidence. On the question of the benefits to reopening the country to foreign tourists, 77% say the opening of the borders will help the economy. While the downsides to reopening the country to foreign tourists, 83% believe COVID infections will surge. Last Monday, the Prime Minister Prayut Chan-a-cha announced the decision by the CCSA to open Thai borders to fully inoculated foreign tourists who pass COVID tests before boarding their flights initially from 10 low-risk countries without the need to be quarantined. So I'll go into the whole story about the reopening of the country on November 1 with the information that I've been able to gather along with some speculation and we'll do that later on in the show. But in relation to this, it's not really a surprise. I mean, about 85% of the Thai population have nothing to do with tourism, leaving 15% who do. Most people's lives don't revolve around tourism. They get on with their day-to-day jobs. But the problem is, is that 20% of GDP is brought in by the 15% of the people who work in this industry. And unless the 85% who don't want to see the country reopen right now are prepared to pay higher taxes, then the country does need to reopen. The money's not going to grow from trees. And that is the basis of it. Thailand has been borrowing money now for two years to prop up the economy. And that money has to be paid back eventually. And if you don't have income coming in, then how on earth do you expect to pay it back? And that is the problems that they face currently. So A lot of people may not want the country to reopen, but the reality of the situation is they probably have to. And that's really the bottom line in this whole poll. 
And next up, 116 pub goers, manager at a Bangkok pub, charged for alcohol violation. Police have charged 116 pub goers and a manager after a raid of a famous Bangkok pub on Saturday night. Police from the Children and Women Protection Subdivision and Lumpini Station stormed XOXO Bar and Restaurant in Koreatown in Klang Toy District at 10.45pm and detained 116 guests, including 27 foreigners, along with manager Sirichai Samnakon. Subdistrict Police Chief said police found found 50 drinking containers filled with beer and 60 glasses of beer at seats inside the pub. They also seized orders of alcoholic drinks at the counter they he added. The pub goers were charged for defying a ban on gathering that could spread the coronavirus. The manager of the pub was charged for selling alcohol. Restaurants in Bangkok and other high-risk provinces are banned from selling alcoholic beverages. Prime Minister Prayachana Cha said on Monday the government planned to lift the ban by December 1 to promote tourism and the New Year celebrations. Yeah, again, like, welcome to Thailand, arrested for having a drink at 10.45 at night time. In a city, by the way, that has a curfew at 11 o'clock. I mean, this is what tourists really want to see happening. I mean, making the headlines of the news every day. People arrested for having a pint, going out, enjoying themselves. you got to be all inside by 11 o'clock, by the way. I mean, they really have no idea of tourism and what people want. And the reopening of the country is just a farce under these conditions at, at the moment. And our featured story of the day, Pattaya limbers up for grand reopening. When Pattaya joins Bangkok, Chiang Mai and 12 other destinations are welcoming back fully vaccinated tourists without the need for quarantine next month, the town will finally return to full throttle. Closed for almost two years, the resort town will restart its tourism sector with major events in November and December, including its signature Pattaya Music Festival, Pattaya International Fireworks Festival and the Pattaya Countdown to round off 2021. Pattaya was originally scheduled to restart its tourism sector under the Pattaya Move On on October 1, but the CCSA decided to push it back to November 1. It was the third postponement since the initial reopening was announced for mid-September, all attributed to a vaccine shortage. While admitting that these activities are primarily designed to draw domestic tourists, Santia Klumplum, Pattaya City Mayor, is now optimistic that more foreign visitors will arrive in the last two months following the easing of virus curbs. Pattaya will kick off the reopening with the Pattaya Music Festival in the first two weeks, followed by the Loi Katong Festival in the third week and Pattaya International Fireworks Festival. The events are planned to cater to Thai travellers, but with the latest relaxation of the virus curbs, we expect to see more foreign arrivals too, he said. Mr. Santia said the COVID-19 situation has forced the business community to shift their focus from foreign travellers during the high season to Thai visitors. Blue Zone Travelling The chairman of the Pattaya Business and Tourism Association said even though no quarantine is imposed, foreign tourists are required to undergo virus screening and will have to travel in the designated Blue Zones in their first seven days. The tourists will be allowed to travel in the Blue Zone area if their COVID-19 test result is negative. If the results remain negative after seven days of quarantine, tourists will be allowed to travel everywhere, he said. However, foreign travellers must register in advance with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and specify the destinations they want to visit in the first week to get travel authorization, he said. According to the CCSA, in the Blue Zone, people can travel freely and businesses and activities can operate normally under the control of the Provincial Community Disease Committees. For greater ease in handling of various documents, including the immigration forms and vaccine certificates, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs will introduce the Thailand Pass system to replace the COE adopted for travel authorization. 
Mr. Ratanachai said a command centre will be set up to oversee the reopening programme with the private sector, health authorities and Pratyap City working together and providing a weekly report to the CCSA to ensure proper measures are taken if virus infections creep up. He added that Pratyap City hopes to reduce travel costs for foreign visitors by pegging the price of an RT-PCR test at 1600 baht. Damrankiet Pitanakarn, Secretary of the Entertainment and Tourism Association of Patia City, said a sense of optimism is keen in the sector after the government announced the November 1 reopening. He said the entertainment businesses are the first to be shut down and the last to reopen when lockdowns are imposed. Big entertainment venues negotiate with their landlords to reduce rental fees during the shutdown as they bide their time for the reopening. We're starting to see the light, especially when the quarantine and the booze ban are to be lifted. Business people are preparing to go about their business again, he said. For entertainment venues to survive, Mr. Damanron Kidd said four restrictions must be lifted. Curfew, quarantine, the booze ban and the emergency decree. So let's break down this whole thing about the Thailand reopening announced by the Prime Minister last week, I guess. So the Prime Minister came on TV. He announced to the world that Thailand would be reopening under a no quarantine system from November 1 and that foreigners would just have to do a test before they come, a test on arrival, and they would be free to travel around Thailand just as a Thai person. Now that's exactly what he said. And this is being released by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in his speech. Since then, it has all gone completely bonkers and haywire. What we're learning slowly is that you cannot visit the entire country. You can visit 17 provinces around the country, but only certain areas within these provinces. So you can go to Trat, but actually you can't. You can only go to Ko Chang in Trat. You can go to Chiang Mai, but you can only go to the blue zone areas within Chiang Mai, which are four sub-districts. You can go to Bangkok, but only some areas of Bangkok. And this is what the blue zone areas mean. And this is what they have come up with. You do not have the freedom to roam the entire country. So let's get that straight from the beginning. Secondly, you do have to quarantine on arrival. You have to quarantine in your hotel for the first day or night while you're waiting for the result of your PCR test. So the idea of a no quarantine is bullshit. Let's call it as it is. Now, you have to stay within these blue zones for the first seven days. And then after that, you're free to travel around the country if you can prove that you're COVID negative. Now, how do you prove you're COVID negative? By having another test. Now, they haven't said that, but that's the only way you can prove that you're COVID negative. And after you do that last test, what are we left with? We're basically left with the sandbox model because that's exactly what they've done here. They've taken 17 blue zone areas around the country where the population are about 70% vaccinated and they're pretending that you can visit the whole country, but you really can't. All the same conditions of entry really are still there. You have to have your insurance. You have to have your vaccination certificate. You have to have your SHA plus hotel pre-booked accommodation. You have to have your PCR test on arrival. And all these things must be submitted online so you can get approval. So the COE has just been rebranded and renamed to the Thailand Pass. And that's it. Now, there is a couple of benefits of the Thailand Pass. I will definitely admit that. Number one, your arrival and departure card no longer need to be filled out on the airplane. You fill this all out on the app before you go or it'll be all on your QR code. So when they scan you at the airport, you actually have that done. So no more worrying about that little slip of paper that's in the back of your passport that always seems to fall out and cause a whole lot of hassle when you are leaving the country. So that's one good thing. But 
the whole idea that this is some big change is complete nonsense. Now the other thing, after a week they still haven't released the name of the other countries that they're going to allow. So first there was 10, but he could only name 5. I'm not sure what that was about. Maybe he only knows 5 countries around the world, I don't know. But then they had a meeting 3 days later and they still couldn't name the other 5 countries. The following day, a rumour was put out, and normally these rumours are put out by the government to themselves to see what the reaction will be. Now they're talking about the 27 euro countries being included, along with the UK, the USA, China, a few Middle Eastern countries, uh, and something like this. Now that's who they've put on the list, but that hasn't been announced officially. Again, now today I've heard a rumour that they're going back to 10 again, but yet they can't tell anyone. And here's my thing on that. What does it matter what country you come from if the requirement is you're fully vaccinated and have a PCR test before you leave? It doesn't. And if the Thailand Pass is replacing the COE and everybody's going to be using it anyway, what is the point of all of this? As I said, this is just one big rebranding of the sandbox model. They're going to call it something like blue zone traveling or something quarantine free when it's not. And in order to be able to travel outside the blue zone after seven days, just like a sandbox person would do, you're going to have to do another test. I can guarantee you this is what's going to happen. This is all just a, as I said, a rebranding of it and trying to, in essence, trick people, in my opinion, into believing that they're open when they're not. It's not quarantine free if you're stuck in an area for seven days. That's the same as the Phuket sandbox just on a larger scale throughout the country. And then how do people, for example, say you wanted to spend three days in Phuket and then go to another blue zone in Chiang Mai, how does that work? You have to get authorization from the government before you do it. It has to be pre-planned, pre-booked. This is all nonsense, guys. And it's quite disappointing. Now, maybe for tourist destinations like Phuket and Panya, where people maybe go on a package holiday for seven to ten days, it might be okay. But still, the Thailand Pass, which is basically the COE rebranded, is going to cause issues for people. Now, with that Thailand Pass, by the way, you, you will get your QR code or your authorization within they say one to three days it all depends on the type of vaccine certificate you have and whether the AI that they have can read it and if not then it has to be done manually and that's why it can take three days all of this in my opinion has just been one big facade put on by the prime minister he just went out on tv and blatantly in my opinion misled people because that's what's the reality of what he's announced versus what is being implemented and yes i am speculating a bit but i'm speculating what i'm hearing on the ground what i'm hearing from officials and what i'm not hearing from tourist authorities or associations a number of the tourist associations Nobody's even talking about this because they just don't believe it's anything that's going to really improve the tourism outlook at the moment. And that's my opinion on it all. And I hope I'm wrong, but really and truly, I don't think I am. But I'd like to know what you think about it. Do you think this is just a rebranding of the COE to Thailand Plus and just a rebranding of the Phuket Sandbox to just spread it out over the country more? I'd love to know your opinion down below in the comment section. And up next, debit credit card fraud not caused by Leakin Bank's database, Central Bank says. Suspicious debit and credit card transfers that local media have reported over the last weekend are not associated with leakage in commercial banks' databases, but third-party overseas e-commerce platforms, Thailand Central Bank said on Monday. Local media reported on Sunday that multiple debit and credit cards holders from various banks saw unexplained transactions that continue to drain money from their accounts. The Bank of Thailand and the Bankers Association 
made a joint statement clarifying the issue and said that the investigation is underway. The card issuers now have suspended cards with unusual transactions, the statement said. The bank will refund to clients who have been impacted in accordance with the bank's procedure. TMB Tenachart Bank, or TTB, said that it is pleased to reimburse money to any client who found transactions they did not conduct themselves. Chaiwood Tamakasorn, the Director and the Minister of Digital Economy and Society, said the government initially coordinated with authorities to identify the offender after receiving several complaints from the impacted clients. However, Chaiwood noted that, in this case, it may be difficult to trace down the offender, as the transactions were made online. The Bank of Thailand cautions all bank clients to be aware of any unusual transactions and to contact the bank immediately if any are noticed. And up next, some useful information for people trying to obtain a vaccination certificate in Thailand. From Monday, Bramranzandura Infectious Disease Institute will allow people to submit applications for certificates of vaccination online via the MoreProm app to reduce long queues for walk-in services. The vaccine passport is an official travel document for those already vaccinated who wish to travel to other countries. And between April 19th and October 16th, a total of 31,340 people registered for the document according to the Disease Control Department. The Institute's director, Kitapong Suchanawarul, yesterday said that previously only a time-consuming walk-in service was available, so the Institute decided to allow both applications and appointment reminders to be handled via the app between the hours of 9.30am and 3.30pm, Monday to Saturday. Walk-in service for vaccine passports is still available at 100 designated offices nationwide. The vaccine passport service may also be expanded to university-affiliated hospitals, the Thai Red Cross Society, and the Royal Thai Police in the future, Dr. Kitapong said. He added that all vaccine passport applications require an accompanying ID card or passport and a national certificate of COVID-19 vaccination. Meanwhile, the deputy government spokeswoman, Rachada Daridek, said applications for the Digital Health Pass are also available on the MoreProm app. The Digital Health Pass is a system for issuing QR codes which show an individual's vaccination status and RT-PCR test results if required by public services, restaurants and domestic flights, Ms. Rachata said. So people who have the more prom, if you go on to the app and you press the button that says international certificate, you can fill out your details online and you will have the option to actually have this mailed to you. Now the mail to you option is not available yet, but it should be working this week and you'll be able to have your vaccination passport that the Thai government are doing for overseas travel mailed to you. I think it only costs about 50 baht, so it's quite reasonable as well. It's not expensive, but that'll be handy for people who have no idea where to go get it in the province that you may be in, including myself. So I'm definitely going to use the mail-in feature when it is up and running. And up next, alarm as haze plan lacking. Environmental experts and academics are voicing their concern over the authorities' lack of preparation to deal with the upcoming haze season. They say the government needs to strengthen its pollution control regulations to better mitigate the problem as its source and protect the people's health. Speaking at an online forum jointly organized by Tamasat University and Narisawan University, environmental expert Santai Kachawat said while the government has a national mitigation plan to handle annual haze, authorities don't seem to be preparing for this year's haze as they should. In Bangkok and the Central Plains region, the haze usually coincides with the winter months, which bring cooler, denser air that prevents pollutants from dispersing in the atmosphere, causing the concentration of fine particle matter, PM2.5, in the atmosphere to reach dangerous levels. Meanwhile, in the north, the haze usually comes between March and May, when dry conditions often worsen fires caused by land clearing for agricultural purposes. Mr. Santai said, air pollution 
pollution in Bangkok and other major cities may reach levels unseen in the past two years, as the start of this year's winter will see the country reopen to foreign tourists. We have measures to mitigate air pollution, but as we have seen from previous years, the enforcement of these measures is too weak, with each agency working separately, causing confusion which leads to disorganised effort to combat the smog, he said. I still see no improvement to deal with the upcoming haze season. He called on all state agencies, especially the Ministry of Public Health, Industries and National Resources and Environment to be more proactive. In addition to tightening pollution control regulations, Mr Sante said the government should prepare an emergency action plan to ensure a timely response to the smog. And up next, the Phuket news. Now, this is going to be the last day I'm going to do the Phuket news uh, COVID numbers because I think they're just becoming insignificant. But anyway, for today, Phuket reported 145 new COVID-19 infections in the past 24 hours. One of them was from the Sandbox program. Over the past seven days, Phuket has recorded a total of 1,086 COVID cases. We had 1,006 international arrivals through the Sandbox scheme. All tested negative for COVID on arrival. They arrived on nine flights. That's two Thai Airways, one Qatar, Etihad, El Al, Cathay Pacific, Jetstar Asia, and two Singapore Airlines. Since the 1st of July, 50,657 travellers have availed of the Sandbox program and in other Phuket news. Police warn dangerous drivers at Phuket checkpoint will be fined. Phuket Provincial Police have issued a warning that people driving dangerously through Phuket checkpoint following alarm raised through posts on social media that police at the checkpoint were on the lookout to make arrests. As Phuket reopens to domestic rivals, food security efforts continue. As the Phuket checkpoint reopened on Saturday, October 16th to allow vaccinated people onto the island without COVID-19 tests, food security efforts across the island continued. And finally, officials to splash 30 million on Plawan Corner. Local officials have requested 30 million baht to upgrade and increase safety measures on a stretch of road in Wisha notorious for the number of vehicle accidents in recent years. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.